0: Dismantling the barriers between rap and poetry They both use literary devices Like alliteration Both use words, both are spoken But is rap poetry? What do you think? I'm your host Yolante Faohidmi A journey to advocates for innovation and storytelling And this is Black Prose The podcast where black writers talk amongst themselves Kiza Prince is a dynamic rapper Produced some pianists from West London he released his EP, Nothing Else Matters, and featured on the hit single, "Owner" in 2020. But his debut, Colours performance, and latest single, Esche, have really cemented his carefully created sound. What are you grateful for this year so far?
1: Probably Colours. Colours was a big moment for me. It's like I just always dreamed of having, so to see that manifest this year, I think that's something musically that I'm super grateful for definitely
0: but why was Colours so important or so special for you?
1: I've been tweeting at them since their establishment like you know I want Colours <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying so like it's been something that I had on like I had it on my mood board um, so when I actually got it I was like yeah like, like it's possible do you know what I'm saying I feel like that showed me that no dreams actually can come true mm. do you know what I'm saying like when you have a dream that you're trying to like sort of achieve until you actually get like the shiny thing that you were like we're trying to reach. Sometimes it feels like oh, it's not happening. Even like when people stream our music, the colours for me felt like, okay, this is a validation. This is a platform like I really wanted to be on. So when it happened, like yeah, I'm super happy.
0: Is the mic real?
1: Uh ooh. <laughs> yes. Yeah, <it's a>
0: <laughs> because people always say, Oh, the mic's not real, just aesthetics. No,
1: the mic is very much real. And I'm very much rapping. There. Oh so you're
0: not miming.
1: Nah, nah, people it's a it's a colours performance, it's a show.
0: Do you know what the funniest part of your college performance was? Mm. When you took off your sunglasses?
1: Oh yes, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Do you know what it was? I listened to the camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and then it yeah, back on. Uh-huh. Why? Was... People <laughs> need to see my face clearly, you know? The, the glasses became like a big part of my year.
0: Okay. Um,
1: and it fit that performance. However, it's like I see my eyes, look into my eyes, yeah. type of thing. But um, yeah.
0: But why was it a big part of this year, the sunglasses?
1: When I did Oya oh yeah, Now. I wore those glasses and I feel like it just really added to the aesthetic do you know what I'm saying that London, Nigeria that in it boy as they like to say mm. and it just became a part of like my identity this year in a way so I was like yeah like let me wear them for colours it, it looked good as well you yeah. know what I'm saying it adds to the fit and the, the vibe as well so yeah.
0: And also do you choose the colour of the background that you want? Or do they choose? I'm asking too many.
1: Yeah, let me <laughs> before they email like, yo, why did you say all of that on the podcast? Um, yeah, you can you could just yeah. Yeah, okay. maybe someone else will answer that.
0: <laughs> okay. But then no, the colour worked. Yeah. Nigeria, yeah, yeah, green. Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. So it, it, was, it was
1: perfect. It was perfect timing, yeah.
0: What else is on your vision board?
1: Mm don't wanna give <laughs> Don't wanna give that out. What else is on my vision board? That you can share. I've got so much on my vision board. Um I think I got a Lamborghini on my vision board. Ooh, okay, so that's that's like a, um, a materialistic type of thing. But um, I've got other things like retiring, like my mom and my pet, my dad. You know what I'm saying? Um, awards and stuff like that. But um, I've started to real- realize that like the vision board is there, but it has to align with. God's vision for me as well do you know what i'm saying so it's like i have all of these things there and it's like it's a good like a uh, place to sort of aim and like you. Know, i'm trying to achieve this and achieve that but i feel like more importantly like let me just walk in line with what i'm meant to do and, and my purpose and achieve you know what's meant to be for me
0: and also one thing i liked about even like your twitter mm-hmm. just tweet anything yeah like you tweet anything and i've, you say I've chilled anything. out a little bit yeah. I've
1: stopped. I used to just tweet.
0: Yeah, I, I really went
1: in my mind. Yeah, I used to just yeah. I was, I don't even know what I was saying. I was
0: like, maybe you should like, start journaling. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you I
1: journal? Was, no, I don't. I don't. I used to just tweet whatever, whatever came to my mind. I tweet, but I feel like people. Some people fall in love with you because of that, and some people hate you because of that as so. But I, I'm a person like. I want to be loved or hated. I don't want to be in between. Don't just okay. see me as like, oh, yes. Like, love me or hate me. Do you know what I'm saying? Why? Ideally you? don't hate me, but <laughs> like, because I feel like when you're just playing the middle, you you like you're easily forgotten. I don't ever want to be easily forgotten. Like, remember me because I said this or because I did this. Um, obviously not in a negative way. Yeah. But yeah, like, I'd rather be loved completely or hated rather than just, uh, yeah, he's, he's like, all right.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. And you also had two of your songs synced on Dreaming White's Black. Yes. How did that feel?
1: Amazing. I was a fan of that show years before, like when it came out. Um, and I'd watched it and I was like, yo, this is amazing. But I never actually thought, I'd love to have my song in this per se. Just because it was like, when I'm a fan of something, I'm not always like putting myself at the center. Like, oh yeah, I want a yeah. song in this. Um, I just love the show. Uh love the actors, love the writing. It was for us. Um, and it was good to see it on a platform like BBC as well. And it went to BAFTA, et cetera. Um, so when when I got called about it, I was like, oh, yeah, this is a nice opportunity. Um, but with music, it never feels real until you see it. That's one thing with music. Until it's out, I'd probably not talk about it because it might not happen. Yeah. So when I saw the episode um, and I saw how they used it, um, one was for the premiere. The other one was for uh, the church scene. It was uh, some mad funny church scene, but <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hilarious. That pastor is. <laughs> I, I need to go to his church. But yeah, um, yeah, it was. It was a great feeling. It was a great feeling.
0: And also, I wasn't sure like if it's a sensitive. Mm-hmm. But what does LLTG mean? Is um, it like your bias?
1: Yeah, so that's um, a friend of mine who passed away in 2020.
0: Okay. Um,
1: when like early on in my music career, like. He would play keys for me at shows, and like he would like come to shows. He wouldn't ask for money. Do you know what I'm saying? He was just like support and stuff like that. And he passed away in 2020, and like it, like it obviously hurt. Um, so yeah, I just thought, let me just keep his name and legacy alive through, even if it's just like my profile and 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 what I achieve and stuff like that. Because um, yeah, he was a an extremely talented producer ext- extremely talented pianist as well um and unfortunately like he was taken too soon so yeah that's what LLTG means
0: okay yeah, yeah I guess it's it's hard when like, your dream starts to become more tangible mm-hmm. and the people that were there at the start yeah. aren't there to see it yeah 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 so I yeah. know what you mean by like keeping his legacy it's, alive exactly. essentially
1: yeah exactly
0: okay so when did you first feel like a writer
1: probably like secondary school I wrote uh creative writing piece from the perspective of a gun um,
0: okay.
1: and it being like expressing how it felt about you know being involved in what was happening and stuff like that and i thought it was mad creative i don't think my teacher like, liked it that much but i thought it was genius <laughs> yeah. do you know what i'm saying i think someone else has done that well i didn't know at the time i feel like no might have done that or something like that but i felt like wow this is this is how you write do you know what i'm saying and i felt like really passionate about it and another time I was in high school. I, I'm I'm mixed between high school and secondary school because wait, high
0: school isn't high school, secondary school.
1: It is, but I am mixed between say and both because I'm from West Northwest and we say high school there, okay. but people from <laughs> South and East they say secondary school.
0: Really? Yeah, it's like a, well, it's I'm like a South thing. I'm from I say, say secondary school.
1: Yeah, exactly. We say high school, like our school. That's are a bit actually, American there, but they're called high schools, isn't it? The schools we went to okay. are called high schools. Yeah, like they, it literally has high school in the name. It actually does. Yeah, so um. <laughs> Yeah, um, I remember writing some music for, like, GCSE or something like that. Um, and then, like, the teachers were probably like, wow, for a GCSE piece of work, this is amazing, blah, 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 blah. And, yeah, I feel like just seeing the impact it had on, like, a member of staff was was, yeah, was special.
0: But what about it? Was it that you knew that, you had this creative ability to express yourself through words.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It was, it was how uh, he was emotionally moved by the music. Do you know what I'm saying? That's what sort of showed me that, you know, music is more than just like dancing and vibing. Like, how can it impact someone and a person? Do you know what I'm saying? How can it move someone? How can it bring someone to tears, to laughter? So I feel like seeing that impact there just made me feel like, yeah, this is, this is powerful. So yeah, those two moments are what comes to mind.
0: It's interesting that at that age you felt like a writer yeah. because when I speak to different writers, some people don't feel like a writer mm-hmm. until they're validated by something or someone mm-hmm. or a particular milestone is reached. Mm-hmm. Did you want to pursue it as a career from from that age? Because
1: it was one of the only like, subjects I was, not one of the only, but it was a subject I was really good at. I even wanted to like study and everything. I was like, yeah, English, but I come from like a Nigerian household. It's like, oh, what are you going to do with English? Like, study something that's a bit more... I don't know, but yeah. I think I did want to like delve into it, but I I'm here now, you know what yeah. I'm saying? I'm a writer now, so yeah. What did you study? Politics and international relations. Huh. Yeah. Did you want
0: to go into law? No. <laughs> I
1: was I was eighteen and I didn't know what to do with my life. So I was like, I don't wanna stay in Ends. Um, let me go and experience uni. Let me like graduate and Eventually, I'll become a musician. Do you know what I'm saying? That was my my plan was always to be a musician. Okay. I just use uni as like a way to waste time if I'm going to be completely honest. But it taught me a lot of valuable lessons.
0: And something that I've heard you say Mm -hmm. is that when you're talking about your music, you said trying to make a beautiful painting you'll see on someone's wall, Mm -hmm. but don't look at it every day. Mm -hmm. But now I'm wearing someone's favourite trainer's you want to wear it every day. It's more digestible. You can listen to it every day on different occasions. And you're basically describing how your music has evolved. Mm-hmm. And it was once something that maybe people listen to on special occasions mm-hmm. or when they remember mm-hmm. that the song's there. Mm-hmm. But now you feel like your music has been appreciated and listened mm-hmm. to you on a regular basis. Is that, is that accurate?
1: Yeah, no, 100%. I feel like before I was trying to prove a point, I was trying to show that, yeah, I can make the most musical sound and I can give you the hardest bars, but it's like, it's not that digestible, do you know what I'm saying? People don't want to listen to that every day. Sometimes people just want to play a song and enjoy it and it helps them get through their day because they can dance a little bit to it, do you know what I'm saying? Or they could listen to it and, I don't know, praise God. Like, the last song I did about gratitude is called "That Shit. So a song like that is a song you can keep playing because, you know what I'm saying, you can start your mornings with it or whatever. I think before I was just trying to prove that I'm an amazing writer, I'm an amazing artist. Like, look at me, look at me, look at me. (laughs) Rather than just enjoy me. Do you know what I'm saying? Now it's more about enjoy me. Do you know what I'm saying? Enjoy my vibe.
0: Well, what did it take for you to get to that point where you can say, it's not about looking at me, but it's about enjoying me and enjoying my words, my music?
1: Trial and error. streams. Like, you see what people are taking to more. And also just understanding that not everything is about proving a point. Some things are just about expressing yourself in a way that people can take something from it you know what i'm saying it's like if i walked into this room and started shouting at you and i just wanted to say like oh yeah like you left your cup on the in the sink or something like that you might not take it in the right way but if i said oh you left your cup in the sink do you mind washing it up like it's too it's the same thing but one way is super like "Ah," another way is more like here listen to me and i feel like now i'm more like Listen to me in, in that type of voice. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a mad analogy, isn't it? But yeah. Yeah,
0: that makes sense. It's like you're not trying to force yourself down people's spirits no, anymore. No.
1: Not at all. Not at all.
0: What was your headspace like when you wrote SJ I
1: just come back from holiday, Pathos. It was an amazing holiday. I went for my birthday. And I think I just felt grateful. I just felt super grateful. And I was making a tape, uh, I was making a project and I was like, I want this to be the intro to my project. So I got the man them. It's all Mandem singing on the song, like it's not like singers like that. Really? Do you know what I'm saying? It's obviously Zizzy's a singer. Yeah, Zizzy yeah. Boy, shout out Zizzy Boy is a singer. But two of the guys are just my bros, do you know what I'm saying? They're just wow. singing they just got nice voices. And everyone else is kinda like in music and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I just felt super grateful at the time. And I was like, let me write a song about being counted out but also understanding that tables do turn and when they do be grateful.
0: And how do you feel like the tables have turned for you?
1: They're still turning. They're still turning. Tables, they're still turning. I feel like tables, I'm not going to say they never fully turn because they eventually do but I feel like colors was a, a big moment because i felt rejected and by like the uk platforms like oh no one wants to feature me no one wants to give me a freestyle platform like i can shell it too then when i got the colors i was like ah, cool table turned when i get like a million streams on a song for me that's oh table turned people are listening now so there's multiple moments where tables turn um and i feel like this year i really got to like build a tribe and build a fan base and for me, that, that meant a lot, do you know what I'm saying? like I love my fans so much, like they're, they're amazing. And they like reach out to me and they'll send me like emotional messages. And just having that, again, that's another table turn, do you know what I'm saying? Because when you first start music, it's like friends, family, people you know. So it's not like a proper community. You have to build that. And I feel like now this year I built it, so that's like a table turner for me as well.
0: And how would you say you built that community? tiktok <laughs>
1: tiktok yeah just just being myself on tiktok trying out different things on tiktok incorporating my culture into my videos yeah things like that were
0: well, you a bit resistant to i
1: hated tiktok at first <laughs> yeah because i just used to think oh you have to go on there and dance and and sing my songs and dance i was like i'm not i'm not trying to dance and <laughs> yeah. sing my songs you know what i'm saying I'm, that's not me and then one day someone's like to me oh you play keys and rap like that's a mad selling point do that And I was like, all right, cool, let me do that. Um, And then it started, like, working. I I saw it build, like, slowly, slowly. Then TikTok has, like, instances where it just builds, like, crazy. Um, And I was like, yeah, cool, this is a platform. I can be myself and and grow a following. Do you know what I'm saying? So, yeah.
0: Was there, like, a particular video where you saw that drastic growth or change?
1: Yeah, there's two. There was a key style, I like to call it. It's when I play keys and rap. I was just playing keys and just just spitting and i feel like i went from maybe like 5k to like 18k or maybe, oh wow yeah do you know what i'm saying so like twelve thousand. there's a few there's there's another one where i did like this acoustic drill type of vibe
0: yeah where it was like,
1: like yeah Litty, yeah Litty acoustic and i had a lot of follows from that and then oh yeah now where i did the talk and drum with the rapping in the material shop i got a lot of a lot of love from that one
0: would you call that a hit
1: yeah, yeah, it's, I would. it's a hit. It's a hit in my house. You know what I'm saying? It's a hit. It's, it's a a hit. Hit. Yeah, I think it's a hit.
0: Did you expect that to happen? No,
1: I was shocked. When, when we dropped it, I was like, oh yeah, I'm probably going to do like maybe 2K streams, first day, 3K streams. But when we did like 12K in the first day, I was like, ooh. And it wasn't on any playlists. Don't know why Spotify don't put me on playlists, but <laughs> it right. wasn't on any... Exactly, that's another table that needs to turn and it streamed really well and then it was like doing 20k days and stuff like that and it's like this is no support this is no label this is just me and my tiny team and the fans just loving the song and pushing it pushing it pushing it so yeah I didn't expect it but I was super happy and super grateful when it happened yeah
0: have you ever felt like giving up?
1: yeah every day no not
0: (laughs) okay okay
1: not every day um, but A lot, man. A lot. Music is is hard. It's it's not like a straight road. It's not like, oh yeah, get your music degree and become a superstar. It's like, no, you got to build fans. You got to be ignored. You got to have people not show up to studio sessions. You have to have people not wanting to work with you. You have to have thinking your friends are meant to be your fans, but they're actually just your friends. Treat them as your friends. So there's just so many emotions that you go through. And also it's like... You don't really make money until you make money, until you're at the top. So it's just battling all of those things, and it's just like, sometimes it's like, do I want to do this? And then I'll get a DM from someone that's like, oh my gosh, I've been crying and listening to your song, and it got me through this. And it's like, okay, that's a sign, don't give up. Or you get a colors, or you get your music synced, and it's like, cool, don't give up. But definitely, I, I felt like giving up a lot, and I feel like that's human. But there's also something inside me that's like, no, the version of you that you want to be exists, and he wants you to get there. So just keep working together.
0: You always hear people like doing something Mm -hmm. and they don't do it long enough. And it's just maybe the one extra thing they would have done Mm -hmm. would have changed their story or their lives. Mm -hmm. But people give up just Mm -hmm. a little bit too soon. Mm -hmm. What keeps you going?
1: I think obviously my faith in God. Just understanding that this dream is not just something that I popped up and thought of. I feel like it was placed within me. Obviously, like, my supporters as well, they keep me going. Actually seeing how people react to my music and it's like, wow, like, I just wrote this in my room thinking, oh, yeah, let me put it out. But seeing their, like, emotional response to it really pushes me. i got a good support system as well. And they're like, we haven't come this far just to come this far. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, why quit now? People call you keys. Your mum calls you keys. Like, why would you stop when it could literally be your next song? It could be your next... Freestyle, like you don't know what's gonna take you to that you know place, but you're gonna get there, so just keep going.
0: And you also has spoken about the music industry being clicky,
1: yeah, yeah, because one of the NSG um man them tweeted it, I think, I think, no, I can't remember, that's all right, I know, was I know, two years I don't
0: know who, but I saw, okay, I yeah, saw yeah. It, you retweeted it,
1: okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, someone tweeted it, and they're like, oh, yeah. Big artists don't want to work with smaller artists. Smaller artists only want to work with big artists. So there's no real community, do you know what I'm saying? And everyone, I feel like, everyone wants to work vertically, not to work horizontally, like with people.
0: Like their peers. Yeah,
1: like work with their peers. And it's like, it just limits the the infrastructure that we're trying to build, do you know what I'm saying? There's no community if we, if we all want to work like that.
0: you also spoken about falling out of love with music. Mm-hmm. How do you fall back in love with music or fall back in love with something that you know you're born to do, you love doing it, but you just don't? Mm. if that makes sense especially because you also play the keyboard as well Mm -hmm.
1: I feel like going back to why you loved it in the first place understanding that you didn't fall in love with it because of validation from other people or because you wanted a million streams that's just what you want to achieve as a career you fell in love with it because you love how it makes you feel so I think falling in love with how it made me feel again was something that I needed to do so listening to music I loved listening to new music trying to be inspired and not thinking okay what's your next song what's your next hit putting the business aside you know what i'm saying and just falling in love with the art of music again i think that really helped and then i feel like eshe is like a big testament to like i'm not chasing numbers i'm just trying to put out a good piece of work that people can relate to you know what i'm
0: saying what's been like the most moving response that you've got from that song oh i got an email
1: an email that's serious I want an email yeah, I, got, I, an email, yeah. I, don't, I, I would mention her name but she might not want to be mentioned and she was like also because I'll be screenshotting some responses and sharing them but she was like no this is just for you don't share it so I won't say her name but um, yeah she was just expressing how it's been a tough year for her and this song spoke to her and it's helped her so much um, and she was like I even want to send you a gift because that's how much it, it moved me oh, so lovely um, and just seeing like and understanding that everyone's going through it it's not just me mm. it's not just you like it feels like the world's against you sometimes but i feel like this song has like opened my eyes to know everyone's going through it. and this song is like a way that people can go through it in a in a way that's not so harsh and not so painful so yeah that's that's been the best response but i've had so many beautiful messages from so many beautiful people um and yes yeah, it's, it's been super emotional this one
0: and how has being a producer Being a pianist, being a rapper, being a writer. How does that work in terms of your process? Like, How does that help?
1: Uh, It helps a lot, to be fair. Because I feel like I can make the music I want to hear. I feel like sometimes when I'm just working with a producer, it's going to be their interpretation of who I am. Whereas my music, if it's just me doing everything, it's my interpretation. I want to work more with producers, though. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't want to limit myself. But yeah, it helps because I can create an identity that I um, want to show out to the world.
0: There's also another thing that you sang in one of your songs called Dreams. And I really liked it. It's quite short. Very short. But I like the lyrics. And it basically says, city where everyone is black. Mm-hmm. Black owned business. Billions in the bank. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to rap it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, rap it. I want to hear you rap it.
0: <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> no, no, no. No broken families, no deadbeat dads, no feds in our case, no cuffs in our hands. Black Lives Matter was the one and only gang, generational wealth, generational brands, only argue with gel off. The city that I dreamt could be a real life place, we can make it happen with some work, with some faith. I think what I really liked was the. It kind of gives me Wakanda. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's kind of what it reminds me Mm -hmm. of. But I think the last line of that song where you said, the city that I dreamt could be real, could be a real life place, we can make it happen with some work and some faith. How have you used that kind of attitude to breathe life into your own dreams?
1: Uh, That's a good question. I feel like, first and foremost, like making sure, like one big thing for me before was just like making sure I had dark skinned women in my videos because mm-hmm. I didn't feel like there was representation a lot do you know what I'm saying so I'm making sure that even though it's so small but it's like cool for me it's like in my videos I want a dark skinned woman if I'm if like if I only have one woman like I want her to be chocolate do you know what I'm saying? sorry I don't chocolate. know to And <laughs> <laughs> I don't get, I don't know what you can get in trouble these days Not for saying that you, you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. but I want her to be
0: Dark skin.
1: Dark skin, because there's not enough representation or brown do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like usually it's like fairer skin women and that was like the beauty standard and all of that. So it's like, uh cool, that's that's my step or buying from black owned businesses, you know what I'm saying? Um, whether it's Cortez, there's Lowe's out there, but just making sure that cool, I'm doing my part in that instance as well. Um my team, everyone I think everyone on my team is Nigerian. Ooh. We need to probably hire some other um countries, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But um yeah obviously that's not to exclude any race or yeah do you know what i'm saying any group of people but um we as people like we haven't had a head start in life do you know what i'm saying we're always on the back foot so um just making sure that i'm doing my part to make sure you know we all eat together
0: i like that yeah who would you like to thank for your success
1: if i have to thank anyone for my success for my being for me being here it's god do you know what i'm saying i'm a man of faith if you don't believe, I'd recommend believing. Do you know what I'm saying? You don't have to, but it's, it's cool. It's cool believing. It's fun. Um, but yeah, God definitely is at the center. Um, obviously, my parents for even making me. Thank you. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> thank you for getting busy that one night okay,
0: and, okay. and putting me
1: here. <laughs> yeah, a, um there's so many people I don't want to list because then I forget people People say oh you didn't mention yeah you know what I'm saying yeah do you know what I'm saying about so many people my sisters friends etc 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 my team my managers um, it sounds like an awards ceremony worry. speech but Practice. um yeah God is at the centre of everything I do so yeah I'd say God and I'd like to thank myself too for, for keeping you know the dream alive and making sure I don't quit and yeah taking it to where I've taken it so far and, hopefully even further.
0: And how important has your Christian faith been in like your journey and you as a person as well?
1: It's, uh, it's funny, I only started going back to church a year ago. Really? So I had a, I grew up in church, had a huge break. I was like, no, nah, I don't want to go to church no more. I don't need to. Da, 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 da. Then one Sunday I just went back and I felt like my vision just became so much more clearer. I was like, went to church, then dropped Lee Acoustic. Lee Acoustic did well. I was like, okay, cool. You know what I'm saying? um, Dropped... Oh yeah, now colors happened. I'm not saying because <laughs> I'm not saying church is a is a magic trick, but I'm just, I feel like I, a magic I, trick? I, I became more aligned with myself and um, and I was able to connect with the higher power how I needed to, and yeah, it helped me you know get to where I am now, and yeah, it helps me when I'm low as well, and I feel like quitting and giving up. So yeah.
0: But what do you do in those low moments? How do you get yourself out of the rut?
1: I soak. I allow myself to get my feelings a little bit because I feel like it's natural, like, you know what I'm saying? And then after that, I'm just like, bro, like, you've built something. Like, keep building brick by brick and eventually it becomes a house, it becomes a mansion. And obviously pray and, and all of things like that. But um, I moan to my managers, express myself, they're like my therapist sometimes. But yeah, it's just, I feel like it's just all a mental battle. And it's just about keeping yourself in the right headspace and just not quitting. I feel like anyone who's ever made it in life just didn't quit. That's the only difference between them and their friend who didn't make it. One person quit and the other person didn't.
0: And I guess also we can't see the future. We can mm-hmm. just see today and we don't know mm-hmm. what tomorrow holds. Mm-hmm. And I guess most of us focus on today and yesterday rather than tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's finding that balance between being a dreamer but they're not obsessing about the future. Mm. But then also being present in the now and being grateful Mm. and then not allowing your hope to get lost. Mm -hmm. It's a weird balance. Yeah, it's it's...
1: a balance and it's a battle. Do you know what I'm saying? Because I'm sure God looks at me sometimes like, bro, why are you complaining, man? Like, chill, it's around the corner. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just saying like, God, why have you put me here? What's (laughs) going on? Like, You said it wasn't going to be like this. Um, Patience, man. Patience. And I always say to people like, if you watched a movie and it was all good throughout you'd say that's a that movie was dead you know what i'm saying you'll say that wasn't good but when you see the ups and the downs and he was almost going to make it and he didn't story arc. yeah exactly the arcs and the the dynamics and do you know what i'm saying the, the the smiles and the tears it makes a beautiful story and that's just that's life in order for your life and your story to be beautiful you have to go through the times where you wanted to give up like i did a TikTok post and i was like the Ups and downs, and people are like, I oh, relate to this. And da, 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 da.
0: And... oh, was it of an independent artist? Yeah, of
1: an independent artist, exactly. And just seeing that people were like, Thank you, I needed this. If I just said, Yo, she has been lit, I had colors, this happened, that happened, I got this type of money, and they'll be like, Okay, I can't relate to that, bro. Well done, Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Good for you, Good for you. Do you know what I'm saying? Because I can't be online sometimes seeing people's wins. I'm like, I'm happy for you. But
0: you're like, yeah, inside. I'm like, I need
1: some motivation. Like, tell me about how you had five pounds in your account mm. and then TFL took it all out and now you're on zero. TFL. And then in two months time, you signed the biggest door. That, that's inspirational to me. Let me see the ups and the downs. When you only see the ups, it's like, it's a false sense of reality because life isn't like that. You're going to have hard times, but you will get through them. Do you know what I'm saying? And that's what I feel like I need to share and it's why I need to hear sometimes as well
0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDSE. And whose career are you jealous of?
1: Jealous of Ooh. (coughs) (laughs) No one's, man. No one's. Because I've learned in life, yeah, it's very dangerous to be jealous of people. Because one, you don't know what they're going through. Two, you don't know what they did to get there. Three, you don't know what's going to happen to them tomorrow. You could be jealous of a man's career. The next day, all the scandals in the world come out, and you were praying to God, God, make me like. Yeah. You manifest it, and then I'd rather have my own career. Like, there's so many people's careers that I see, and I like, I love, like, do you know what I'm saying? But I, would, I wouldn't say I'm jealous of, but I love, like, J. Cole's career.
0: What do you love about it?
1: He's kept true to himself. Like, he hasn't ever um, had to. Well, he's, he's, I'd say he's conformed. Sorry, Jermaine. I, I feel like he's conforming. Yes, name. Yeah, yeah now nah, Jay Cole's my guy. He just doesn't know you. But um, what do you mean conform? In terms of like he's made music he hasn't necessarily wanted to in the past. I don't think he stopped doing that, but he made the song "Let Nas Down" because it's like, why did I make that song, man? It's one of his bigger songs, but I feel like he he had to go through that. He had to go through the conforming and hating it, so he could be who he is now. Um, and to see someone who only makes pretty much conscious music sell out the auto arena three nights in a row things like that it's, it's like really inspiring Ashaka is a big one as well I love Ashaka, man
0: what do you love about him?
1: just how he's cut through so quickly by being authentically himself he barely speaks like sings in in English you know what I'm saying it's just like Yoruba and it's like
0: and is the Yoruba that is like the traditional yeah,
1: Yoruba yeah some words I don't even understand I'm like ooh like do you know what I'm saying but the fact he's being himself and it's working and knowing that he's been trying 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 like imagine Ashaka gave up we wouldn't have Palazzo, Peace Beyond You. Do you know what I'm saying? There's so many bangers we wouldn't have if he was just like, oh, nah, man, it's taking too long. And he waited his, his turn, do you know what I'm saying? Like, it didn't happen for him when he was 16. It's happened now, and he's shining. And, and yeah, I hope he keeps shining, man. Big up, i man.
0: At home, people call you Omoba.
1: Omoba, yeah.
0: For people that don't know that is, that's Prince yeah, in Yeah, Prince, yeah. Where did the nickname come from?
1: In Nigeria, like, we've got, like... Family ties to like people that were like royalty in, in this village or that village, etc. I don't want to say it like that because they'll play by my clip of like, you don't know where you're from. Um, but yeah, um, and I feel like it's just something that like my my dad and my grandma, even my mum, everyone just calls me on my back. So I just hear it all the time. And hence the prince, do you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, I think it's very fitting.
0: So this next part of the podcast is basically where we talk about the writing, the writing rituals. So my first question that I have for you is, is rap poetry? Yes. Why? Why do you say that?
1: Obviously, if you look at the basics of poetry, it's the rhyming scheme. Uh, Not for all poetry, but for for some poetry. Um, It's expression. Um, It's written in bars or in poetry stanzas, I guess. Um, So, yeah, that's why it's poetry Um, at, at that level. Um, I'd say if we're looking at poetry as uh something that's deep, I feel like rap touches on so many like points in life and so many like moods, do you know what I'm saying? I feel like rap is one of the like most diverse genres in terms of like you can find someone rapping about absolutely anything, do you know what I'm saying? I guess with singing you can as well, but I think with rap it's super expressive negatively and positively, mm-hmm. do you know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's definitely poetry.
0: Do you say you prioritise rhythm or storytelling in your own songs?
1: I feel like it's literally a blend of both. Like, I think I'm down the middle. I feel like people think, like, Litty is a party song, but it's like, no, I'm talking about, like, real-life things and real-life, like, trauma and, like, do you know what I'm saying? But it sounds fun because of the way I'm, I'm, I'm skipping on it um oh yeah now as well like i'm storytelling i'm talking about i used to eat bread and stew in the evening i still do bread and stew is lit you know what i'm (laughs) saying so yeah i think it's a blend of both i don't prioritize either because if i was just like i'm coming to school today to tell you about like and (laughs) there was just no like flair and, and and bounce with it it wouldn't really be as as good as you know some of the songs i'm writing so i think it's like down the middle for me
0: how do you define creative flair
1: originality being yourself unapologetically is, is to me, that's creative flair. Do you know what I'm saying? Seeing someone, like, that's just themselves. And it's like, I'm going to make that work for you. You would have never thought this would work. I'm going to show you that it works. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I define it.
0: And how long have you been playing the piano
1: for? Uh, pff, years, man. Years. I was just, Years. It's so funny because there's people that can really play. I'm good.
0: No, I think you're good.
1: But there's people that can really play. So, yeah, I feel like I, I do enough to get by. You know what I'm saying? I can serenade someone. I can play and make them go, oh, my gosh, you're so amazing. <laughs> but there's people that could jump on and do things that would blow my mind. But um, I wanted to play the drums in secondary school. And my dad was like, no, he needs to learn guitar or piano. Ugh. Thank God, because I, yeah. I wouldn't be here. But I was like, I just want to play the drums. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I was like, all right, cool. I, played I learned how to play the piano. And so funny, because the first piano tutor I had, I only had like 15 minutes, I think a week um, during like school time. There was a little thing that my school did where you could like you could learn 15 minutes a week. And he was like a gospel, um, he was a, like a white guy who was super into gospel music. And I was like, this is lit. And I feel like he made me fall in love with gospel music in a way as well, because he was teaching me like, Fred Hammond, no weapon, and wow. Kirk Franklin songs and stuff like that. And I'm thinking, bro, like, who are you? Who what? Like, where'd you come from? <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? But he left straight away, and then after that, I just started teaching myself. Yeah.
0: So you've been teaching yourself. Yeah. Now since? I teach myself.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty. I'm mostly self-taught. Like, I'm not a theory guy at all.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I was just introduced to, to it through someone. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah.
0: So when you write a song, do you come up with a melody first, or do you come up with the words first? Or how does what's your writing process?
1: It varies. Um. Sometimes it starts on the keys, like I'll play some chords and then words will come to me. Sometimes I'm just like driving or I'm lying down in bed or I'm in the shower and I'm just like saying words. I'm like, oh, this sounds cool. you know what I'm saying flat. If, like, if a smart lyric comes to my mind, I'm like, cool, that's our foundation. Do you know what I'm just saying? Dry down. Not at first, but then I have to write it down to like make it real for me. Some people are like, yeah, I don't write, but I, uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay, cool. Now how do you remember? Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm just like, how do you remember? But some people's minds are just that yeah. gifted that they can do that. I can't do that. I like to write things down. Then it becomes real for me. Um, but yeah, my writing process varies. Like with me, I like imperfection. So I'll write to a voice note of me mumbling the words barely hearing the beat but that's just what i need to complete the song i don't want to hear the beat in its fullness like i want to hear it in its rawness in its original state and then obviously when i record it, it becomes the masterpiece that you know it, it becomes so yeah
0: and where's your most favorite lyric or bar that you've written damn i
1: got do you know what it is my, you know what it, yeah i have a bar it says they had to mold clay before he was early I say it and nothing else matters. And I was like, when I came out of that bar, I was like, that is a bar.
0: Can you actually expand on that?
1: So obviously, Muhammad Ali's original name was Cassius Clay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he became Ali. And it was like, God's time is the best if you ask me. They had to mould clay before he was Ali. So obviously, it's a double entendre, like moulding clay.
0: Okay, I get it. Yeah,
1: before he became Ali. Do you know what I'm saying? So that, and I say pressure on Mike, Joe Jackson again. That's a cheeky one. Um, But yeah, I love that book because it's so smart.
0: Are there any writing dilemmas that you're currently working through at the moment?
1: Yeah, I feel like sometimes it's just like, if you're writing a, a single that you want everyone to sing along to, it's like, how do you say something that's super relatable that everyone could be like, oh yeah, but it's also true to you. Sometimes it's like, making sure that you're writing. Like, I don't like writing generic things sometimes. Like, I have, because I feel like every artist does, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I don't want to just write, I'm wavy, I'm, I'm this, I'm that. You know what I'm saying? I got drip. Like, I want to say things that are like, ooh, I can't believe you said that. So sometimes that's a bit of a a block. It's like, cool, how do I say something that like, no one said that will make people be like, wow, that was a, a great bar? You know what I'm saying?
0: But how do you find the balance between like serving your listeners, mm-hmm. but then also making sure you're serving yourself?
1: I feel like I am my listener.
0: Okay.
1: So I feel like I've I've got myself to the point where I make music that I know my listeners like. So I make music for myself and that just trickles down into making music for them because it's like, we're one body, do you know what I'm saying? Like, we're like <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so blasphemous. I know
0: you but, mean that your community. Yeah, we're
1: a community. We're a community. We're not one body. <laughs> we're a community. But um, yeah, I like what I, I make and they like it. So it's kind of easy in terms of, like, I'm not overthinking it. Like, ah, like, like I'm overthinking it in terms of I want to say something that is, like, profound. But I want that for myself. But I'm not overthinking it. Like, what's Jackie going to think if I don't say a bar about this? Do you know what I'm saying? I'm thinking now, impress yourself and then you're going to impress them. I like that. Yeah.
0: Impress yourself and then you'll impress them. hmm And also, like, even, like, looking at how you promo your music. hmm do you think that's a what's the word? Responsibility put on artists now, especially up like with TikTok, social media, and it's like it's a lot. Because even the way you edit your TikToks, mm-hmm. you have to always think.
1: It's draining. And TikTok is such a tease because it's like, you'll go viral, then you won't go viral. And it's like, <laughs> so I'm 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 the problem here, right? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you start looking at yourself like, I'm not doing something right. Do you know what I'm saying? But I enjoy it. Like, I feel like if I didn't do music and I didn't do anything creative, I'd love to be in marketing. Okay. I'd love to come out with like adverts and stuff like that. So I enjoy like marketing and and knowing what people like to see. Sometimes I'm like spot on. Sometimes I miss, um, but yeah, I just keep
0: going. Whose songwriting do you admire?
1: There's a few people. Kanye West, like early Kanye. (laughs) Um,
0: (laughs) Disclaimer.
1: No, I love like, he was making hits. That were conscious, like for example, Through the Wire, conscious song, All Falls Down, conscious song, Jesus Walks, conscious song. Um, what's that song? Because I'm coming home again, coming home, homecoming, homecoming. Yeah, homecoming. Um, the balance of like having a hit and saying something, like he mastered that, do you know what I'm saying? Like, a hit can be a hit and I could be saying "My wish." but when you can say something and people can sing that loud in a club like that's powerful so Kanye's early writing was was beautiful to me but there's there's so many others man there's Lauryn Hill um, there's J. Cole there's Kendrick even like Burner Boy I think Burner Boy's writing is, is amazing I feel like Burner Boy's voice and is like an instrument like he treats it like it's a saxophone do you know what I'm saying That's that's how I hear it and it ties in with his writing and some of the things he says as well. Um, yeah, there's there's a long list, man.
0: What fuels your writing? Like, do you read? Do you watch TV? Like, what fuels it?
1: I think just life in general. Like, when I go through things, I'm like, why am I going through this? Why did I have to see this? And then it's like, I write a lyric and I'm like, perfect. That's why. So, yeah, just a blend of life. And, yeah, it's literally just life. My life experiences, yeah.
0: What is your biggest writing pet peeve?
1: That I have to write.
0: <laughs> do you handwrite? Like, do you do longhand or do you type on the n- notes? No, nah, I app?
1: just, I type on the app. Yeah, I type on that. My grandma was like, you should get a book and write down all your songs and write down all your lyrics So I'm going to do that. Um, but I actually just type. Yeah, I just find it easier. So yeah, I don't have a, a book that's huge that I, <laughs> yeah, I've got all my songs in, unfortunately. Yeah, but I think I'm going to. I'm going to make a book where I, I literally write all my songs from the part. That's going to take long. Do I want to do this? Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do why it. not? I'll do it. Yeah, no, for sure.
0: And I guess also it will help you like look at your growth as well. Exactly. See the development you're writing.
1: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. What's a piece of feedback that you've received that you really took on board in terms of your writing?
1: Mm. When people like react to a certain line... Like I said, an op over op is a paddy. And a paddy in Nigeria means uh, friend.
0: Can you explain that?
1: It's basically a blend of UK culture.
0: Yeah. Because
1: we say op yeah. as, as like an enemy. And Nigerian culture, we say paddy as friend. So it's just basically saying an enemy of an enemy is a friend. So I just put like UK culture, Nigeria culture together. And people loved that bar. And I was like... All right, yeah people cool.
0: just tweet it
1: yeah people just tweet it's like it's got bare <laughs> tweets and i'm just like yo like you look really like that line um so that's i guess that's feedback seeing people like likeable um yeah and i guess with that it's just like cool how can i make something that you want to tweet again so yeah that's that, that sometimes is in the back of my mind
0: what's a song you still want to write
1: i think i want to get deeper man like I think I want to do some more like story, like I want to do a real storytelling song where it's like, it's a story you listen to it as a story from the beginning to the end, from literally zero seconds to three minutes, whatever. Yeah, I feel like that's, that's a song I want to write. A song that tells a story and takes you on a journey and isn't necessarily trying to be like a hit. I'm not trying to say anything catchy or whatever, but I'm just trying to take you on a journey. I think that's what I want to write.
0: What would you say is the best and hardest thing about being a black writer?
1: The best thing is our culture is beautiful, like black culture, like, especially like being part of the diaspora. I feel like our culture is so rich because on one hand, we're British. So our parents are like, you're British. On the other hand, we're Nigerian. So British people look at us like, you're Nigerian. Yeah. So we have like two worlds that we're constantly fusing together to create our world. you know what I'm saying? Um, that goes for like other African and Caribbean nations as well. And then I feel like being from London, it's like, it's like a huge mountain pot of different cultures. There's so much to pull from because there's so much experience positive and negative. Do you know what I'm saying? Like being a black boy in London, growing up, you're going to probably see madness, go through madness. You can pull on those stories and, and turn them into things that people can relate to. Um, the hardest part is the respect it deserves. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, people just see it as, oh, yeah, he's just just a rapper. He's not saying anything profound, but, bruh, some of these rappers be saying better lyrics than, let me not say no names, you know what I'm saying? Ooh. My <laughs> rhymes with Brakespair, but, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> that Shakespeare's an but amazing rhyme. I'm joking, <laughs> I'm joking, Shakespeare's an amazing rap but there's modern day Shakespeare's you know what I'm saying there's there's people that are, are, are saying profound things uh, in poetry format it's just on a beat and it sounds jumpy so yeah
0: and when you write a rap mm-hmm. a rap, a song mm-hmm. do you think in chorus verse bridge or do you just think in stanzas or like, how do you structure the songs I
1: think because like I'm uh, musical, I think in like, I think verse, chorus, verse, chorus. That's how I see it. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 But so was, for me, first, it's usually the verse, um, and then it's like, well, I need a chorus that is perfect because otherwise, no one's gonna listen.
0: If you had to give advice to other black writers, black rappers, mm. what would you tell them?
1: Keep writing. Keep sharing our stories. We have so many stories that haven't been heard. Don't think because your story is unique and it's different and it's not what the generic, you know, um, stereotype is. That doesn't matter. It matters a lot. And we need to hear those stories. So keep writing and, yeah, keep breaking those boundaries.
0: How would you say you've broken those boundaries?
1: Probably just by writing what's true to me. Like, if you look at rap from a, like... Uh, an uneducated standpoint, you'd probably say, oh yeah, man, it's just about, especially UK, oh, yeah, it's gangster rap, it's just about the streets. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? That's what you'd say, do you know what I'm saying? It's like, so people fall into that line of like, okay, cool, so let me make this persona and make it seem like I'm from the streets and a lot of people from London are from a hood, do you know what I'm saying? But being from a hood and being hood, is the, do you know what I'm saying? It's two different things and it or being rolled or whatever. Um, so I think me just being myself, bro, like, I like, I grew up hearing talking drum. Let me rap over a talking drum beat. I don't have to rap over a, a drill beat every single day of my life. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, let me put some euro by my lyrics. Let me just be true to me. And hopefully, a lot of people will be able to relate to that because there's more people that aren't doing like a madness than there are people doing the madness. Do you know what I'm saying? But we, the world just likes to be like, oh yeah, black people, we're all doing this. Mm-hmm. There's so many more stories to tell, man. And there's so many more people who are like you in the world that you just have to find.
0: There's another thing you mentioned earlier about... It was about, like, experiences and where way you've grown up and things you've seen. Would you say any of those experiences have almost impacted how you view things now or how you see the world now?
1: Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. I feel like there's... There's been situations where like, damn, I like I might die tonight because of X, Y, and Z. Or I'd say probably as a person, it's probably made me a bit more like, okay, watch your back, bro. Be streetwise. Understand that you have to be careful when you're growing up in, in in London or in certain areas. You know what I'm saying? Like just be be vigilant and be mindful. I'd say it's definitely impacted me as a person, positively, maybe negatively a bit maybe we all need to move out of London and just live on a farm, who knows? <laughs> but
0: but it sounds almost like what it's like being a black man in London, almost.
1: Yeah. Do you think
0: it's, it's difficult?
1: It depends. Like, some people, like, I've met people that are like, they've never seen someone shoot a gun, do you know what I'm saying? And yeah. I've met people that have like, oh, I've been shot. There's, like, extremes on both sides, do you know what I'm saying? Like, so, it just kind of depends on what you, your life has allowed you to see and go through. And that kind of shapes you as a human being. There's been things where I've seen where it's like, ah, oh, damn, like that's probably messed with my mind, or things that's happened with me. And it's like, ah, cool, I'm probably a bit more wary about this and that. um But I think it's all subjective to the person. You might find someone who grew up in London and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm from this part, but life's been good. Yeah. Or you might have someone that's got the craziest war stories because the reality of it is life will give you what it wants to give you um you just have to deal with it type of
0: thing that was a really introspective conversation i think what i really loved was how resilient keys prince is he seems to not take no for an answer. Even though he's wanted to give up, even though he's wanted to throw in the towel or he's had setbacks, he's just still kept going and he's given a lot of praise to his support system and those around him who've kept him on his feet, who encouraged him and who reminds him that he hasn't come this far to kind of give up now. Um, And I really love that because I think sometimes, especially when you have a creative job or creative pursuit or creative dream, yeah the results aren't as fast as you would like them to be sometimes um and i guess it's all about believing in longevity and laying like a very strong foundation and realizing that it could be the next story that you write that will open that door it could be the next song that you write that could bring you that record deal it could be the next book manuscript you send that will get you that book deal like it's just so interesting how we don't know tomorrow but we know today and it's definitely made me think about how I go about like, dealing with setbacks and also not staying down for too long, which is what he, something he kind of alluded to, that he doesn't stay down for too long, that like he allows himself to sulk as we, <laughs> he allows himself to sulk and he gets on with it sort of thing. But it was just really interesting to hear more about his own career, his experiences, and just how he's always wanted to do this. He's always wanted to be a rapper. He's always wanted to be a musician. He's always wanted to tells stories through songs he's always wanted to release music that invokes thought and just uplifts people please be sure to follow keys of prince at keys the prince on twitter and at keys underscore the prince on instagram thank you so much for listening to this episode if you've enjoyed it share it with someone share it with at least one black writer that you know and let me know what you thought of it you can use our hashtag black rose podcast or you can follow us on social media at black Pros pod across all social media platforms i'll catch you guys next time bye